Welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we share stories from long-distance hikers all over the world. We also share tips, tricks, and specialized subject matter to help aspiring long-distance hikers prepare for trail. I'm your host, Carol Cheer Coyne. I'm a triple crowner and the founder of a long-distance hiking community called Thruer, which is short for Thru-Hiker. If you'd like to get involved with the Thruer community, you can start at our website at www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com. Before we get into it, we'd like to thank our sponsor and partner for this episode, Sawyer. Sawyer is more than an outdoor company with their Clean Water for All initiative, as well as aiding in disaster relief all over the globe. They also happen to sell amazing products approved by thru-hikers everywhere. And I can attest to their quality using their bug protection, sunscreen, and of course, their Sawyer Squeeze on my Triple Crown journey. You can explore their products, read about their amazing initiatives, and donate to the Sawyer Foundation at their website at www.sawyer.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Thruer Podcast. Today, we are catching up with Alyssa Orr-Stakes, as she's known on trail. And here, she is recounting the last part or last stretch of her AT adventure in 2023. In this episode, she goes over Vermont or Vermud, dealing with floods, approaching the whites, the hype train, the 100-mile wilderness, and the best parts of the trail experience, as well as her life post-trail. Stakes was part of our 2023 trail team, and if you yourself are hiking a long trail in 2024, I invite you to apply for our 2024 team. The link for that application is in the show notes. All right, let's get into it. I hope you enjoy Stakes' account of her last stretch on the Appalachian Trail. there it's stakes checking in um i'm actually a few months post trail um giving an update um because the last few states they just go by so quickly um and i was in the zone (laughs) basically and you know you just at that point you're packing up camp um hiking all day and the trail is really technical and then you're, you know, you're going to sleep and then doing it all again the next morning. So just like finding time to do things is, you know, a little bit more difficult, or at least I found it difficult. Um, but I wanted to give one last episode update to let you know how the last <laughs> four, um, states went and they were amazing. Um, so I think I last left off last time, Um, we were just about to cross into Connecticut, um, and Connecticut was Connecticut and Massachusetts. They're both like fairly small States. Um, and we went through them pretty quickly, but they were also the hottest, um, like most humid States as well. And it was just like dripping sweat all the time like you would get wet from rain and you know feel gross but this was a different new level of gross of just 
being sticky and hot. And I think people were feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm hot and I'm sweaty and my clothes are starting to rub and my everything's sticking and <laughs> just general like feelings of disgust um, during these couple of states there. And this is nice because there were, there were some times that there you were able to jump in some water, um, you know, lakes and streams and things. Um, so that was happening a lot. Um, and it just felt really good. Anytime that you would see, you know, a, a water source, um, I was like dunking my buff in the water and like just splashing my face, sometimes just getting in depending on how deep it was. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was definitely like a, a hot, hot time. Um, and when I had just reached Connecticut, I actually had a couple of friends come up from New York City, which is where I'm living. Um, and they came up and visited with me. This was a planned double zero. Um, one of our, my trail family members was going to a wedding this weekend. So the plan had always been, we'll take a double zero at the same time. And then I would have friends come up and meet me um, from the city. And we were trying to coordinate. And let me tell you, it is very difficult to coordinate someone coming to you on trail. Um, so I was given some advice about how to do that. And basically it was pick a place or a time, not both. So essentially because of the situation, I had to choose both. So the, the location was actually back in New York. And at this point we were already in Connecticut So I actually got off trail and went into town, rented a car and drove back to New York. I think it was like 100 miles or 150 miles in the car um, to meet up with my friends. Um, And this was just something that I was willing to do. And, you know, they were coming up to support me. So it just it worked out. Um, So I actually took a double zero uh, with my friends. And it was so nice, you know, because I was by myself. I had left um, you know, the other member of my trail family at this point. Um, and I did a lot of thinking and I was with the girls and we were chatting, you know, and, and just kind of processing where I was on the trail at this point, um, mentally, physically, um, and things like that. So when I got dropped back off, um, to the trail, I was meeting with another friend of mine, um, the trail buddy of mine who, um, shout out to Otzi. <laughs> she uh, became, you know, my my best, my trail bestie. So I was dropped off and I was trying to reach her. Um, and let's see, I think I was dropped off around noon. And as soon as I was dropped off, it started raining. So I did 19 miles. Um, so from noon till, I don't even know what time I got to the Upper Goose um, but I, I got there and it was 19 miles. So it was all in the rain. I was by myself and I was just hustling. Cause I just, one thing you'll know about me is I hate the rain. Um, so I was like trying to get out of there. So I did it. Um, I did it. I got, I got to upper goose and thankfully I got there when I did, because this is when the flooding for Vermont, actually like the rain for Vermont flooding all started, um, so I got there, I was really wet. The caretaker, you know, was really trying to help me get settled. Um, and then, you know, I went to, went to sleep or whatever. And then the next morning we were getting all the radio broadcasts, um, updates about the weather and basically being told seek shelter, um, major flooding. So we 
took a really difficult choice of doing a zero and I had just come off of a zero. So I really didn't want to do it. Um, but we felt like that was the safest option. So we stayed. And as the day went on, um, people were coming in and giving us a report about the trail conditions. And they were like, oh my gosh, the, you know, the trail in here is like up to my hip. There's so much water, like really muddy. Don't go out there. It's really dangerous. Um, in some sections, there was like the, the duck boards and people were saying that they were gone. Like you couldn't see them. So they were walking on them and using their trekking poles to figure out where they were in front of them because they couldn't see the water was so deep and dark. So you couldn't see your feet where you were stepping. So that just sounded really scary to us. And we were like, I'm so happy we decided not to, not to hike that day. So um, I know in the moment we were really regretting it. Like, oh no, we're losing another day. Especially me, I just come off of a double zero with my friends. So I was just feeling like, this is just another waste of a day. Um, but I think at, at the end of the day, it was, it was a good choice. Um, so we missed the majority of the actual rain in Vermont. Um, and so, you know, after we take that zero, the next, the next day, um, we started hiking and the, the trail was in horrible conditions. Um, I mean, the, the, I was expecting mud, but like, this was another level of, of mud. I mean, it was just, totally flooded out in some places when we were leaving upper goose um you know the water had receded but the water was up to our like knees and our thighs um and it usually you know is (laughs) not that high so we were really in shock and really like curious to see how the rest of the trail was going to be and as we were hiking you know the next couple of days we just saw like riverbanks just like full of water in some places that completely washed out. I mean, there were trees down everywhere. Um, at one point there was um, like the river had carved out enough of the area that the, there was like a road that was attached to it or over it. Um, and it was all of the cement had collapsed. Um, someone's driveway had completely been washed away. Um, I mean, just like the damage was... Um, was wild to see as we were hiking um, through basically Massachusetts and Vermont. I mean, it was just like the the amount of damage was was unreal. Um, and then finally, we get to you know we go into the Yellow Deli, everybody's favorite place, um, and we were talking to a lot of the locals about you know all the damage, and everybody was just saying, "Oh my gosh, you hiked through that," you know. So for us, it was it was interesting because you know you don't know. You know, I've never hiked in Vermont before, so I was expecting Vermont. I was expecting all of that. So I was walking through it kind of going, you know, is this normal or is this damage from the flood still? Like, I was expecting mud, but is this how much mud I was expecting? More than this? Less than this? I'm not really sure. So, um, yeah. So anyway, when once we get to the Yellow Deli, this is when um, my new, I would say our, our trail family, our new trail family, the family that I finished with really solidified. Um, so it ended up now being four of us, four completely different people. Um, and this trail family was, yeah, like I said, we finished together, but this was like such a core, such a strong group, um, that I, I mean, honestly, I couldn't believe that it took me to get all the way to Vermont for this like strong vibe to like, you know, come together. I mean, I had hiked with people basically this entire time. So, but it changed a lot, um, a lot over time. And I think, you know, I, I heard a lot of advice like, oh, you'll find your people. Um, and I thought I was with my people, but actually 
Vermont is really where it solidified um, my group. The group that I still am in connection with now, you know, a post-trail. So um, it just became really, really strong. And we were hiking together the rest of Vermont. And then we went into New Hampshire together. Um, and at this point, you know, we were pretty well formed. Um, and one of our trail members actually had a friend living in New Hampshire. So um, we got picked up by his friend and we got, um, you know, showered with showers, <laughs> laundry, um, food and all of that. Um, we didn't take a zero at that ha- at their house, um, but they did like they got us prepared for the whites um, because they hiked the whites a lot. So it was like one of those things that they were able to tell us about the whites and kind of prepare us because everybody was kind of freaking us out about about the whites. You know, everyone's, oh, wait till you get to the whites. Um, so after having that conversation with them, we were feeling really, really good about it. Um, and they dropped us off and back on trail. And we really started to notice how much the terrain was changing. I mean, I think New Hampshire is really, like Vermont is just gorgeous. I loved Vermont. It's probably my favorite state actually to hike through. Um, but when you get to New Hampshire, like the terrain really changes. What you're, you know, what you're walking on, what you're stepping on completely changes. Things become more vertical. Um, it's a little bit more challenging and it's just noticeably different, I thought. Um, but then you immediately get right into the whites. And I know that everyone talks about how hard it is and, you know, they really try to hype you up and scare you, I think. But after our little pep talk with our friends and this newly formed trail family, we were all in like really good spirits. Um, we all have like the same, like infectiously happy personalities, I think. And that's what made us kind of glue together, but we were all very excited for the whites. So we actually made it through fairly quickly, um, minor injuries, and we all were in such good spirits the entire time. Like I, we started passing Southbounders that were saying like, Oh, all the northbounders are in like such a mood, like everyone's kind of going through a tough time and like our little group, we were we were having a blast. So we actually named our little trail family the hype train. <laughs> well, because we were just hyping everyone up around us, um whether they were southbound or northbound. So that was kind of our MOs. We were just like, yeah, you know, you can do it. Um and we were just that was our that was our shtick, you know, and and we loved it. So it got us through the whites. Um I think all of us really enjoyed Franconia Ridge the most, um, most beautiful thing. I would go back and do that a hundred times. That was like definitely my, one of my favorite um, places to go. Um, and then like as a group, the four of us, we crossed into Maine. And I think at this point, <laughs> we were all at our most like feral state where I was looking back at photos and I was just like, oh my gosh, like we all just kind of let everything go. You know, you're just you're kind of getting slap happy and like, we're, we're almost done. Like, yeah, keep going last state. You know, there's like this energy that just is infectious to everyone around you. And I think we were in good spirits. I mean, I saw people that were like, Oh, finally, I can't wait to get to the end. And they were kind of feeling kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess just not like outwardly happy. Like we were, so some people were just not in good spirits, but the four of us, we were, we were in such great spirits. And I think you really need to be, um, because there's some really difficult terrain here, like the Mahusik notch, um, just like we went through, I don't know, it was like 10 or 12 river crossings and they were all really high from all the rain. Um, and it was just difficult. Like the, the hiking was difficult. The terrain was difficult. The, the weather was difficult. Everything was difficult um, towards towards the end, like in in um, in Maine. 
but thankfully we had like such a good little base of people. Um, we got to Shaw's, which is like, you know, trail famous. Um, and we decided to take a zero. Um, and then we actually decided to take a double zero, a second one, because we were having such a good time as the four of us. And we really didn't want our trail, our time to end together. Um, so we decided to take another one just to spend another day together. And it was, um, it was really nice because they have boats that you can rent. We went out on their lake and everything. Um, and then they will drop you off in the 100 mile wilderness. So the 100 mile wilderness, you know, they drop us off and we go up to the sign. We're looking at it and like, wow, I can't believe that this is like, this is the end, you know, like this is the last 100 miles generally, you know, like this is, this is it you guys. And it was quite emotional for me. Um, but we did the 100 mile wilderness in about, I think we did it in five days and some people do choose to do a food drop in the middle, um, but we chose not to do it. So I was carrying five days of food. And let me tell you, when we came out of the end of the 100-mile wilderness, I think I had two cereal bars left. Um, spring break, I think he only had one. I'm not really sure what everybody else. We were all just like bare bones of food at that point. Like, wow, we really, I don't know if that was smart or not smart, but we really had <laughs> exactly how much we needed to get through the 100-mile wilderness. Um, but then, yeah, we, the end of uh, the end of the trail, like once you get into the the campground and everything, it it was, it was fine. And we were preparing for a trip up to Katahdin and, um, I don't know, I, I look back now and that was, we all, like I said, it went by so quickly. Um, and we were all in such good spirits and I will just like always remember how, how I felt during that time of the camaraderie. Um, you know, the closeness with this, this small group of people, this, these three other people, like this was the closest, um, I had gotten to anybody on trail and it had just, you know, that partnership, that friendship formed from Vermont through Maine. So really only three States. Um, and it was just so strong by the end that I, I just, I couldn't believe that I was walking away from this experience with these friendships that, blossomed out of this crazy adventure and I think that's something that I will forever be thankful for is just like wow I cannot believe I met these total strangers we all went through the same stuff together at the same time and I'll never forget that I'll never forget them and I'll never forget the Appalachian Trail Um, it has absolutely changed my life and I just I can't wait to do it all over again with another trail and experience the differences and the similarities. And yeah, I just, I I didn't expect to like through hiking this much. So I, you know, they say you get bit by the bug through hiking bug and I, I absolutely have. So certainly looking forward to another trail in my future and um, looking forward to continuing to document the journey because I love looking at other people's journeys. Um, hopefully I can, inspire others to do long distance hiking or even just weekend hiking just get out there and challenge yourself and enjoy what nature has to offer um and now I'm back in New York City uh you know I'm back to work I'm back to life pretty much as it was before I left and um post trail depression is I wouldn't say I'm depressed I think I just miss I miss the freedom that was living in the woods, um, because now I live back in a major city and it is very different. So 
everyone I'm talking to still is like planning their next adventure. So just, just know that if you hike the Appalachian Trail, if you hike any long distance trail and you enjoyed your time, <laughs> um, you're going to be looking for the next one immediately after finishing. So your life will be forever changed as, as I feel mine has. So um, just wanted to say thank you for everyone for following along, listening along to my journey. And um, yeah, we'll see you out there on the next one. Thank you for listening in today. If you want more from Stakes, we have a great Q&A coming up to dive deep into her AT trek. If you are an aspiring or an experienced long distance hiker or a trail angel, I invite you to get involved with our community by starting at our website at www.thrower.com. That's T-H-R-U-R.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of our website to get all of the latest. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, threads, and Facebook by using the links in the show notes. It's a great zero cost way to support us. And please subscribe to us on Spotify and or Apple podcasts. And you can leave up to a five star review on Apple podcasts. If you have comments or suggestions about topics or guests you'd like to have on this podcast, please email us at info at We'd like to thank our sponsor, Sawyer, for support on this episode. You can check out all of their long-distance hiker-approved products, as well as their amazing conservation initiatives on their website at www.sawyer.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and until next time, happy hiking. <laughs>